0: Kentucky basketball's off-season practices have begun. We talk about some of the interesting and experimental things the Wildcats are doing on today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated. For everything SEC-related, but on this podcast specifically, we take a dive in all things Kentucky athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, going to be talking about some Kentucky basketball practice notes. I'm sure uh, you pro- possibly saw it floating around the Twitter sphere, Kyle Tucker of The Athletic putting out some notes uh, from Kentucky's most recent basketball practice, going to talk about what happened. We're also going to be talking about Kentucky in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. The game has been set. Kentucky will be taking on the Kansas Jayhawks, going to talk about that later on in the show. And then finally... I put a poll out. I'm going to put another poll out on a couple of different social media platforms. and I'm going to ask you guys to help me out and answer an interesting question. I'm going to talk about that later on in the show. But to start off here, like I mentioned, Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. Uh, recently put out on Twitter, if you did not see it, uh, announced that John Calipari let youth campers and their parents watch Kentucky's first practice for the Bahamas today. If you did not know, Kentucky's going to the Bahamas in August to practice against a couple of different teams. It's going to be really, really fun. Uh, A lot of exciting things going on this summer for the Wildcats. But anyway, Kyle Tucker on Twitter said, I got a little intel from one of the lucky observers of this practice. And he put a screenshot Uh, of notes that he wrote down and i'm just going to kind of go over what we saw and you know we've kind of gotten to see some clips of these guys in, in practice already on kentucky social media but anyway this is what kyle tucker had to say or at least the person that he talked to this is what they had to say they ran a lot of four out dribble drive and some five out i read that immediately quote tweeted it and said this is awesome Really looking forward to seeing maybe some better spacing and some better offensive sets than what we saw last season. A lot of you that have listened to this podcast and that have kind of been floating around the Kentucky social media sphere have complained about John Calipari's offensive system, complained about the fact that it's a little outdated, complained about the fact that, you know, the spacing isn't always there, and it's not... Whenever he he calls up certain plays for certain players, it's not the most efficient shot selection... And on top of that, it doesn't really look like Kentucky's recruiting the personnel that they used to that could have knocked down the type of shots that J- J- Coach Don Calipari is still asking his Wildcats to do. So there's a there's a little bit of frustration out there, even though this was one of the most efficient offenses in the country last season. There's some frustration out there that things, you know, could be better. I think things could be better. I was still happy with the way some of the things, uh, some of the offense from last season, specifically Oscar Shebae. I mean, who wouldn't be happy about that? But trying to get more efficient shot selection and making sure Kentucky doesn't get bogged down in some of their sets by getting better spacing, playing with some four-out stuff, playing with some modern stuff. If Kentucky, if John Calipari wants to talk about running a style of offense or running a program that prides itself in getting players to the NBA, then they should run an offense that is reflective of what some of the premier NBA teams want to be doing right now offensively. Spreading the ball around the court, putting up a lot of threes, high percentage looks, creating an isolation uh, for some of these different stars who can handle the ball well. It's a three, it's an inside look, it's a highly efficient shot selection, and it's spacing. It's all about spacing right now. I think hearing about the fact that they are running some of this five-out stuff is really exciting to see. Of course, the question for me is, does Kentucky have the personnel to actually run that type of stuff? We'll just have to see. We'll have to see. Another note here, the first team, and I put that in air quotes, the first team today was Severe Wheeler, CJ Frederick, Chris Livingston at the three, Jacob Toppin, and Oscar Shibway. The only thing that confuses me a little bit here is that Livingston is playing at the three. I understand that he's capable of doing so. I've seen several other people say this as well. He can rock at the three. Just didn't think that he would be starting. Of course, now that that you begin to think about it, I mean, would you would you want to have a three-guard lineup with Antonio Reeves at the three, or would you prefer to have Chris Livingston start at the two? I just think that it's interesting for a kid like Reeves, who was such a high-volume guy at Illinois State. It would surprise me if he came off the bench and didn't get significant minutes for the Wildcats this season. So that's interesting to me. Chris Livingston sliding in at the three as a starter. C.J. Frederick over Cason Wallace is also interesting. I accept that. Uh, also, another note here, uh, Frederick, who is on a two, who was on week two of a five-week ramp-up plan to get him ready for the Bahamas, did not participate in all drills. Uh, Even though he was a first-teamer, this does not surprise me uh, much at all. Really looking forward to what C.J. Frederick can do for the Wildcats uh, this upcoming season with a more expanded role than what he's been able to do uh, in some of these practices. Another note here, Oscar looked way more athletic, catching lobs. Lance Ware was consistently knocking down free-throw line jumpers. Damian Collins was taking and making threes. Got to see a video of that on Kentucky social media. And Cal was letting the bigs bring it up and dribble dribble, uh, quite a bit. These notes right here, I don't think that there's, it's worth putting a ton of stock into. Oscar looking good is nice. Love to see that. But allowing Ware and Collins to extend their shots, I think may be more of an open practice type of thing to kind of get the guys more comfortable and maybe prepare them for an uncommon situation. I think it's more of that rather than we're letting these guys do this in an actual game in the future under normal circumstances. I think it's more of just like, eh, it's practice. Let the bigs bring it up. Let them, let them get comfortable with that uh, in case it is needed at some point. Let Colin shoot some threes. He was good at it in high school. Maybe let him let it fly just a little bit. But yeah, Lance Ware, I, I don't know if he's going to be taking a ton of free throw line jumpers, although I will say, man, apparently he was popping off in Brazil, and so if, he, if he's added that to his game, I mean, I accept it, but I just think that, again, this is more of an open practice type of thing. And then another note here, Chris Livingston is a tank, shot threes very well, Kaysen Wallace was also a blur, very athletic, and played against Wheeler a bunch. Really excited about those two incoming freshmen. If Livingston is to play the three often, they know here he shot threes very well. He's gonna be, he's gonna have to shoot threes well. Now, is he gonna be somebody that takes two or three a game? Doubt it. But he better be able to. He better be able to knock him down whenever he puts him up. Uh, because you you can't have a point guard that can't shoot, a shooting guard that can, a backup three that that you hope can. Chris Livingston being an unknown, Jacob Toppin, who cannot shoot threes, and Oscar Sheboy, who I don't even know if he's taken one in his career. You've got to be able to have your three. If your point guard's not going to be able to shoot consistently, your starting point guard, that is. Don't know about Cason Wallace yet. Think he's going to be a decent shooter. But you've got to be able to have your three. If he's going to be starting and getting minutes, knock those shots down. Also love what C.J. Frederick said the other day about the physicality CJ Frederick, bring, or excuse me, Chris Livingston brings to the table. Talked about that on yesterday's show of Locked On Kentucky. And then two more notes here. Jacob Toppin appears to be the vocal leader and is still stupid athletic. Had a nasty lob finish and a 360 slam off of a pick and roll. Want to repeat myself there real quick. A 360 slam off of a pick and roll. Just envision that with me for a second. Okay, now get excited. All right, final note here. Antonio Reeves is a very smooth, very tall guy on the wing. And I put that in air quotes because it's in air quotes, or it's in excuse me, it's in quotes in the note. I I think Kentucky's going to need his scoring ability, but I think a more interesting note here is, if we're talking about rotating guys around, I think Kentucky's going to need his scoring ability a little bit, but having some defensive length, if Kentucky wants to rotate him onto a guard or rotate him onto an opposing two, uh, at some point defensively, I think it's going to be really nice to have. I think having a six foot six guy that plays like a guard that can rotate defensively onto somebody, let's say you put in a lineup of, if you're going for clamps, Casey Wallace, Antonio Reeves, Chris Livingston, Jacob Toppin, Oscar Sheebway. Really, really nice to have a little bit of length at that shooting guard spot if you need to do that. Looking forward to seeing. What Antonio Reeves brings to the table, I've been talking about him a lot recently. I keep flip flopping back and forth. I'm like, he's an unknown. We don't really know if he's going to be able to shoot as well as he did at Illinois State. I, I'm reserved, but also very optimistic about what he brings to the table. All right, I want to talk about Kentucky in the SEC Big Twelve Challenge? I'm gonna kind of explain why I think Kentucky's going to win this game. I already think the Wildcats are going to win this game. I'm gonna tell you guys about why in just a second. Before we do that, though want to tell you guys about our friends over at betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all of the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL hockey conference finals, Major League Baseball, and, of course, all of the latest fighting news from MMA to UFC to boxing. Bet online is your continued continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, moving along here on the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Daw here with you. So SEC Big Twelve Challenge stuff here. Kentucky's game has been set. This is a press release from Kentucky Athletics. Just kind of kind of skim over it. Give my thoughts on the game. Kentucky and Kansas will meet for the eighth time in nine seasons when the Jayhawks visit Rupp on Rupp, excuse me, when the Jayhawks visit Rupp Arena on January 28th as a part of the annual SEC Big 12 Challenge in 2023. This full slate of games was announced Thursday by the respective leagues. It will mark the 34th all-time meeting between the two schools and the 10th during the John Calipari era. The Wildcats own a 24 10 all time record against the Jayhawks, including an impressive 80 62 win last season in Lawrence, Kansas. The Keon Brooks game. For those of you know, who know, you know. Kansas last visited Rupp Arena in 2019. The Wildcats prevailed by a 71 63 score in that contest. Kentucky is 5 and 3 all time in the SEC Big 12 Challenge and has won each of its last four games played in the event. If you just heard me accidentally throw my pen across the desk, I apologize. Uh, so yeah, it, this is really exciting to see Kentucky play uh, Kansas again. Just kind of get a get a beat up on them one more time. Feel good about it. Uh, I, a couple of things here. While this is a premier matchup, while this is somewhat of a rivalry, and I, I and I'm 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 joking there. I understand the seriousness behind this matchup. I'd like to see Kentucky play somebody else occasionally in the SEC Big Twelve Challenge, and I know that they've gotten to play West Virginia, and I know that they've kind of bounced around. But like to get back Kansas back-to-back years, I mean, we just beat the snot out of them last year. Do we really need to prove one more time that we, we're better than them? Like, I know we're going to win this game, but like, still, do we need to do that? Why couldn't we play like a Baylor? You know, mix it up a little bit. Uh, another note here, all 10 games will be aired across ESPN, ESPN2, and ESPNU will be available on the ESPN app. Game times and networks will be announced at a later date, so we don't know what channel Kentucky is going to be playing on. All we know is that it's January 28th. It's Kansas, it's in Rupp, and we know that Kentucky is going to win this game. Ochai Abaji, Christian Braun, David McCormick, Remy Martin. Those are some names that you probably heard post-National Championship last season. Some major contributors for the Jayhawks. They're all gone. Their third leading scorer, Jalen Wilson, is back. Kevin McCuller, guard from Texas Tech, transferred into the program as well. But they're going to be extremely young outside of those guys. But I think more importantly, they're going to be inexperienced. If they're going to play as many freshmen as some people think that they will, they've got this five-star kid named Grady Dick coming in. Outside of that, I haven't really looked at their incoming class, but there's going to be... I don't, I don't necessarily think that there's going to be a just an immediate resurgence to the top of college basketball once again. I think that it, it, Kansas is going to be a good team next season. All due respect, I think they're going to be a good team. But when you look at Kentu- if you if we're just looking on paper right now, we're looking at Kentucky starting five against Kansas starting five. We're looking at the bench. We're looking at the style of play. Kentucky proved last season in the fog that they can beat them with their style of play. Very, very good offensive game. Uh, Kansas, normally a, an offensively efficient team under Bill Self, could not get shots to fall. Even if they get shots to fall at the normal rate that they do, had in this in this matchup, this upcoming matchup, I still really, really like the fact that Kentucky has experience. Uh, I, you, you don't necessarily like the depth, but it's not been a staple of John Calipari teams in the past to really rotate past... Eight guys. And we've talked about rounding out the roster here recently on the show. So would still love to see Kentucky pick up an 11th guy. I just don't think that that guy's coming. But I think Kentucky's going to win this game. They bring back, you know, almost 50% of their scoring production, 60% of their rebounding, 50% of their steals, 51% of their assists, 72.3% of their blocks from a season ago. They've got the National Player of the Year back. They've got a phenomenal point guard. They've got an Illinois State transfer who again is an unknown to me. I just have this feeling that he's he's this boomer bust prospect and and if he and if he pops off, he's going to pop off. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. I don't think there's an in between with Antonio Reeves. Uh, you know, they've got two really really good freshmen defensively. They're going to be able to play a little defense at the guard position, something that they struggled with at times last season. I think Kentucky is a more complete team than they were this past year, and this past year they had a really good season. So a, a team like Kansas coming in is a good team. They're a solid team. They're not beating the Wild, They're not beating the Wildcats at home. It's not happening. All right, I got a poll here for you guys. An interesting question. I'm going to be putting it out on the socials. Before I get to that poll, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now virtually impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all of the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket yourself, and you can save time and money when you use RockAuto. Rock Auto is also a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. They've got everything that you can need as well. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet. Uh, we, we really, really encourage you to, uh, to go check out rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. You can write locked on and their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's over at rockauto.com. All right, wrapping up the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Daw here with you. A poll for you guys that are still listening. And if you're still listening or watching, really appreciate you. If you've not subscribed to the YouTube channel already, go ahead and subscribe. We're on our way to 1,500 subscribers. Heck, by the time this episode comes out, we may already be there. Really, really appreciate the climb, guys. Really, really enjoying the off-season content. Listening on podcast format. Leave us a review. I want to hear what you think about the show. A poll here. Adu Thierro's contribution to the 2022-23 team. There's been a little bit of conversation surrounding point guard Adu Thierro, freshman point guard Adu Thierro, and whether or not he's actually going to get minutes for the Wildcats this season. So I ran a poll over on Rafters. And I, and I wanted to separately run it on my YouTube community tab and also on my Twitter. I asked you guys, what do you think Aduthiero's contribution to the 2022-2023 team is? And if you're listening to this right now, over on my YouTube community tab, I've got this poll up. And I will also have it up on Twitter as well. And I'm not asking for points unless you want to comment statistically what you think he's going to do for the Wildcats this season. If you just got a a general idea of what he's going to do, you can write that down in the comments as well. I'm not going to stop you. But I'm specifically looking for minutes per game. So here are the options on the Rupp Rafters poll. Zero minutes a game, two to three minutes per game, five minutes, five to seven minutes, 10 minutes, or 10 plus minutes per game. And I wanted to see what do you guys think. And as of right now, let me refresh the page. As of right now, 17.1% of you think that he will get no minutes per game. He won't get any minutes. He won't play. 17.1% of you think that, that a dude theoret will not play. 37.8% of you think that he will get two to three minutes a game. 15.9% of you said five minutes. 19.5% of you said five to seven minutes. of you said 10 minutes and 2.4% of you said more than 10 minutes a game. I'll give you my personal opinion and then I'll run through some of the responses that I got to this question. I think that he's probably going to get two to three minutes a game. I think that he'll probably play a decent amount during the non-conference slate whenever Kentucky's got a game uh, in control in the second half. Don't think we're going to be seeing him a lot in SEC contests unless it's a blowout. Uh, I see Casey Wallace, C.J. Frederick, Severe Wheeler, kind of doing their thing uh, at the guard spot, and I don't see Adu really doing a ton for the Wildcats this season. Although I will say, and one of you commented this recently on on, on the YouTube channel, just talking about you know there's been a massive growth from this kid. He went, literally went from six feet to six foot six, and his doctors telling him you're probably going to be six foot eight by the time that you've you're done growing. Would love to have that type of guy, like a uh, Shea uh, Gil- Gilgis-Alexander type of guy at point. Would love to have that on the roster in the future. But I think this is a, this is a multi-year project, a do I hope it doesn't transfer. That's something that a lot of you guys have said. So let's look at some of the responses to this. Tampa Cat 54 says, "Kid has all the makings of a total late bloomer who might actually be able to contribute a little bit. I voted five to seven minutes per game because I'm hopeful that Cal learned his lesson uh, from this, or excuse me, that Cal learned from this season that he needs to not play his guys so many minutes all year long. Leaning on an energy kid like this off the bench for short stints could be really helpful. And I really, really like what Tampa Cat's saying there is, is being able to find a spark whenever you need to switch things up a little bit. Not necessarily whenever the game's getting out of hand and you're panicking like, oh, but we got to do something. Whenever you're you're in a competitive SEC game and you, you need to kind of just switch things up a bit, kind of throw your opponent a curveball, put the arrow in for two or three minutes, five to seven minutes. Let the kid show what he can do. There's a reason Kentucky recruited this kid. Everybody's sitting here like, I can't believe we're recruiting three-star point guards or kids that are unranked, and it just stinks. I'm like, you know Kentucky doesn't have to recruit this kid, right? They don't have to pick him up. They saw something in this kid that made them believe he was going to be able to v- develop into something valuable. I, I, I trust this coaching staff. Tampa Cat also said, Best thing I've heard about him is that he might be a really strong defender because of his length. Time will tell. Yeah, I was talking about Antonio Reeves and his length potentially guarding a two at some point in the future. Adu Thiero, if he's sitting like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, would love to see him guard a point guard or a shooting guard. Uh, really, really, really exciting stuff there. SD fan 13 said, I'd say something like at the level of what Zhu contributed as a freshman, hopefully without the transfer at the end of the season. I don't see him being a regular part of the eight-man rotation, but I do see him doing more than Hopkins and Allen this past season. Just get the feeling that he has the attributes Cal, Parry or Cal Perry really likes and could give some breather minutes at guard spots. That's kind of my vibe. This season, I I, I agree with, with, with SD Cat fan 13. Don't think he's going to be a huge part of the rotation, especially in SEC play. But Cal Perry likes what he saw in this kid. So I'm excited to see what he does. Ralph Dalton fan said, I can't speak for anyone else, but I think we'll know a lot more about this based on how the Bahamas go. If he gets in and contributes, he's got a chance to get steady minutes. If he's getting some spot minutes, he needs time and he needs time, he'll get that. I'm in the camp who really liked what I saw in the film, and the fact that he carried his team to the state championship game against a talented and perennial power in Newman uh, Goretti, which has a 24-point guard recruit Kentucky has interest in, uh, interest in Robert Wright, by the way. Uh, He can play. Also love his growth, literally from 6 feet to 6 foot 6, and and skill that sets with that growth. Really looking forward to hearing from uh, friends what he thinks when he sees them when they see them practice. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited to see what Kentucky does in the Bahamas. Probably going to have some interesting takeaways from that trip cuz the last couple times it happened, we've had some special seasons, so I think we're probably going to need to be paying attention to that a little bit. But yeah, Ralph Dalton Fan, I agree with you. I'm excited to see what he does after the Bahamas. Probably going to get a clearer idea of what this kid can do. Jonathan W said End-of-game blowouts with walk-ons. Plus, if there are injuries or foul trouble for multiple guards, he could play a few minutes here or there. He was not brought in for this year. He is definitely here on the four-year or at least three-year plan. That's fair. I I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that. And then finally, UK Wildcats1987 says, I voted two to three minutes per game on average on the year. He will play a little more against the out-of-conference cupcakes, but probably not much against SEC-slash-stronger out-of-conference opponents. That's my opinion, although I would love to see him get an opportunity here or there in conference play just to kind of show what he can do for a few minutes. But, yeah, I agree with, uh, I agree with UK Wildcats 1987. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. If you've got uh, an answer to this poll, again, it's on the community tab on my YouTube page. It's also over at our Twitter, at Locked on UK. You can follow the show. On Twitter at LockedOnUK, and you can follow it on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter at Lance Daw. Underscore. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. I will see you all on Monday. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.